Welcome to The Witcher Lorecast, the show that explores the vast lore behind The Witcher games, show, and books. Witchers, welcome back to The Witcher Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Toasty, and Toasty, we just got together with our patrons. We talked about the entire season, but we hadn't yet gone through the last few episodes specifically, so we're going back to episode six, baby. Yep, episode six, titled Everybody Has a Plan Till They Get Punched in the Face. Right. It's a very, yeah, it's a very interesting title. Um, <laughs> and uh, before we get into this, uh, you and I were talking a little bit in the pre-show. Um, I know you liked the last three episodes and I went into them and I watched them now. And this one's OK. Like episode five and six were kind of the height of the season. And then, man, we're going to get into seven and eight like next time. And that's nah, just not as I just didn't like them as much. But let me think about specifically why. There were some things that made me go, mm, I don't know if I like these episodes as much, but we'll we'll let that sink in because today we're talking about episode six. So let's focus on that. So this is the pickup from the midseason break where they realize that, oh, everything is not what it seems because episode five, everybody's plotting and uh, oh, the bad guy is somebody else. And that's kind of where it goes from there, right? Yeah. Uh, so, of course, we start immediately from where we pick up with Dijkstra holding a knife to Geralt's throat. Right. Yeah. Smart um, move. Smart move, buddy. Good Good idea. Yeah. Hold the knife uh, at his throat. So, yeah. Geralt uh, ends up complying with, like, going with Dijkstra. Um, though I'm, like, I don't think anybody had any doubt in their mind that if Geralt was interested in getting out of this situation, that he would easily be able to. Yeah. And even, like, uh, the way... Henry Cavill plays the the part in that spot like he's got kind of the smirk on his face like okay this is the choice you went with let's let's talk like you really want to do this <laughs> and yeah you can clearly see that he's not worried at all <laughs> by yeah, so he leaves his sword on a side table um and just goes along with him um and we see Yennefer for a second who I looks out of the room and seems to realize that people are gone the things that are going on she grabs his sword and then makes an escape through a like secret passageway um in her room which is i guess convenient and nice to have yeah well, i mean i guess if you know i mean they're in eratusa still right so yeah she kind of knows all the all the little nitty-gritty details about where everything is so yeah that, that's fine that's fine um so then we cut to siri who wakes up suddenly and then immediately outside to Yaskir who seems to be happily sleeping um after his night of frivolity with uh Radovid Radovid still kind of weird but okay yeah and then Radovid like he's just sitting there waiting for the little like force field thing that Yennefer put up to go down uh and then heads inside but Yaskir uh cuts him off and shows up is and like, oh. Siri's gone by that point. And so they have kind yeah. of this little confrontation where yes, feels like, okay, so this is really why you did what you did. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is like a weird thing because like, I guess, yeah, it's just like him like realizing in the moment that this is the whole reason that it was happening. But it, like, I don't know the way it was like stated, it seemed like, like yes, was already like, 
in on like like already knew well he seemed suspicious the whole time like and, and and that was acted throughout the first five episodes of the season like it's very clear that he is suspicious that this is isn't real and that this doesn't actually yeah. mean something and it, it's it like just, if you had the suspicion i don't know like maybe it's just a me thing but like i feel like i wouldn't be able to sleep with a person I think he was tempted. I, I think no. that's why he was so suspicious. It was because he was actually, he was legitimately tempted. Like, okay. he was, like, there was part of him hoping, okay, maybe this is a real thing. Maybe, like, may, maybe I really am attracted to this. Maybe it was a maybe, test to Maybe see. I really want this to happen. And, like, uh, it, it's that, it, I mean, it, I think a lot of people can identify with this. Like, you end up in a relationship and you're like, I know this is bad for me. But I really want it to work out, <laughs> even though every yeah. sign tells me like warning, warning, warning. And then you go through with it anyway. And I think a lot of people do that. Like that's a, that's a very human thing. Fair enough. Um, and I just I wanted to highlight the line that he specifically says. Yeah. Uh, and he says, I thought I'd seen behind or seen through your mask. Turns out there was nothing behind it. And I was like, hey, that's actually pretty good. <laughs> this is a pretty good line. Yeah. It seems like they put all the budget into this line because there's some later dialogue, which is just really bad. Um, so, <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So come back to Artuza. Um, the Redanians or the Nazis have cornered everyone in the, all of the mages into the like one room. Yeah, and you're um, saying Nazis of, because they're all wearing armbands that are very similar to what the Nazis wore in World War II. It's on the same arm. I looked yeah, the, it up. The left I was arm. Like, yeah. Was, yeah, it was mm -hmm. on the same arm and everything. The same exact positioning. It just had the symbol of Redania rather than a swastika. So it's yeah. like, what? okay. Um, and I looked it up and I couldn't find anything specific. I think I have to read the book to get like super concrete. But I looked up the coup on Thanet and did like my reading on it. And it, nothing in like anything about it mentions these armbands i don't think mm -hmm. so this was like an added choice to yeah. just have nazi symbolism right. in it, which just seems like a bold choice right i always try to think through the th same thought process they, they probably went through and like what was the problem they were trying to solve and what were they trying to do and either they were trying to draw direct correlations between the redanians and nazis which they could have because of the whole it's racist fair. thing and, and it's fair. Or maybe they were trying to show very distinctly who was part of what group, even though they didn't have like uniforms. Like the Nilfgaardians show up, everybody wears black, you know they're Nilfgaardians because they're all wearing black, right? Yeah, I think, I think it has to be the first one because there's a million ways to symbolize that a group is, you know, like, oh, we're right. all a group because we're all wearing like the red of Redania or something right. as a thing. Right. So it's like you have to specifically be pointing towards Nazi and they do do it with like the dialogue, too, because Philippa specifically says this is a purge, which right. is like. <laughs> That was wild to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and some of the some of the R2s and mages seem to have sided with them, specifically Kira and Sabrina. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. And that, that has conflict that they deal with later with when the rest of the female mages all get back together and we've got like the little seed of the, the sisterhood thing going on. Um, yeah. So. so, but that that's that they get Geralt's opinion on things and he's kind of like, I don't really give a shit. I'm just here. Um, and then notices that there seems to be, 
some people there's like a fog coming in mm-hmm. yeah um, and he's the one who notes ceiling. it he's like mm, there's a magical fog over the water yeah. what ships are you uh hiding yeah, out and there. everyone thinks it's the redanians like i think they they think it's redanian reinforcements even deekstra thinks it's redanian reinforcements which we would know that it's not because apple got never made it to where he was going to he got killed mm-hmm. so um we're assumption is the elves i mean they got the bows and arrows and everything going on and these like people in hooded cloaks that are getting onto the island um so of course those people that have read it they know it's the scoyotel so yeah yeah so the scoyotel show up surprise yeah um we cut to yin who's like escaping through the tunnels and runs into lydia who's doing like weird like psychic like horror stuff or whatever like whispering in her mind like Uh all freaky right because she can't talk because of her face is messed up yeah yeah we get to see that messed up face yeah um and she like seems to pin in with magic and is like choking her but tris saves the day and then yin like uses the vine that tris has around her throat to just kill her Mm I thought so this was, was a, a very- cool moment, especially for people who are fans of, the, you know, the games, like a, a Tris and Yen moment, like taking out the bad guy. Like, that was mm-hmm. cool. That was really cool. Yeah, it was nice. And they they hug and they have a they have a nice little moment there. Um, and we get. Uh, but in the other room, the fight has broken out to say shows up um, and is like basically arguing against it um philippa's bragging about the binding ritual she put on the thing and to say is like i wrote the fucking binding ritual you imbecile (laughs) like this is my book (laughs) so she breaks it and the fight is fully on the redanians versus the mages the mages are just like slaughtering them because they have magic so and Geralt pursues dijkstra and we get the ankle breaking scene yes yes Uh, Okay, so a few things here. The ankle breaking scene, I think, worked really well. I feel I feel like that was good payoff for Geralt just being patient and then just putting him in his place, you know. Mm-hmm. But he sure tries to step like he tries to go out of again. It's like you really have a lot of confidence in this dagger that you have versus <laughs> right. a witcher, bro. Right. Like, yeah, come on, buddy. Um, but then, like my my main complaint about like the big fighting scene, and it happens throughout most of the episode, where you go back to like everybody's fighting, every so things are on fire now, and everybody's fighting, is that there was for for as good as the choreography can be in the in this show so much of that fighting was people feel it felt like everyone just had their feet pinned to the spot they were in the room on the ground right Mm -hmm. like everyone just was just like okay don't move from this spot just do a lot of like magic-y spell motions or swing your sword a lot or shoot your bow a lot but nobody move (laughs) until like a specific character is supposed to move from one place to another but then plant your feet and stay there it felt like and you and i've both been playing baldur's gate it felt like baldur's gate turn taking is what that felt like fair like and and that kind of pulled me out of it i was like this could have had so much cool action and everybody moving around in the background but if you just look at the scene as a whole everyone's just kind of stuck in place and it just feel Mm -hmm. it felt a little a little limited and maybe that's a budget thing maybe that's a they were just wanted to focus on the main character imagine it's a budget thing because there was a lot going in in this episode and i have to imagine all the effects and stuff they were using for the magic is probably a harder thing to like bring into motion because it's easy whenever you the the magic effect is going from point a 
to point B. But if it's like the point A is a moving target as they're making the effect happen, I have right. to imagine that the budget or that or if the background's too to busy, like if there's too much motion in the background and like you don't have a good clean plate for putting mm -hmm. that magical effect on top of because you had multiple takes of the, the people in the foreground. Like I can imagine it's a complex thing. I don't think this is something easy to do. So when it does come across in shows or movies and it just looks easy, then it's because it took a lot of work. Right. So, yeah, um, I mean, it didn't ruin the scenes. It just felt a little TV action rather yeah. than like a movie scene. Yeah, and th speaking of like Baldur's Gate D and D stuff, I'll have some things on that whenever we get to it. Okay, <laughs> I'm over here specifically calling out D and D spells as they're happening <laughs> uh, because they look like D and D spells. But uh, anyways, yeah. So um, the elves are like waiting in the tunnels, and then Vilgefortz goes and lets them in, and the truth about him comes out to to say, uh, she confronts him, and he's like. Oh yeah, no, the it's the Scoyatel that are here and they're going to fight in the name of the white flame. And I never actually really cared about you. It was just an easy manipulation game. Right. Right. Like, You're an idiot. Bro. And I'm finally able to do all the things I've been waiting to do. Like that kind of whole thing. Yeah. And yep, so. I mean, that can, I mean, at that point, and I know I know your opinion especially, once we get to like the Geralt fight and all that kind of like decline like his dialogue just gets worse and worse but at that mm. point i felt like ooh, oh ooh, rough now okay yeah, yeah we, no that was we can definitely a now. like rough moment yeah right it was, it and was, the dialogue was good there i in my opinion yeah so but uh yeah so the scoyatel enter we see you know francesca and kahir and the rest of and uh philavandrel and then the mages come in behind to say uh and we get like the lineup scene with mm -hmm. the mages, you know, behind Tesea, all of the elves behind Francesca. Uh, and then Tesea summons a wall of force specifically, um, to which we find out that the elves have dimeridium tipped arrows, which just cut through the magic. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, yeah. that is very smart to bring that kind of thing in. You know, you're going to be fighting mages. What better to use against them than the anti-magic material? It makes sense that they would have prepared it. It also makes sense from a writing standpoint, like why you couldn't just explain as like, well, yeah, the mages absolutely tore them apart, right? Like they're mages. Mm -hmm. They can just do, they can just make things happen with their minds. Like, come on. But the idea that like these elves have fought against magic users before. And so they have some tools at their disposal to help them out kind of evens the odds and makes it a little bit more realistic yeah. or at least palpable that it like it could happen that way yeah so big start of combat scene here we cut away to siri and yennefer who find each other away way off. far away look at this the season the keeps doing this where like they've solved they're, they're the traveling close. like the teleporting horse travel stuff but what they keep doing is having like siri run off into the wilderness or yen run off into the wilderness and like end up like three miles away from where they were but then somehow running I, into each other i would say they're not three miles away like I, i'm assuming that this is the path that lead like this is how you get to aratusa like yeah. the main trail but it just feels like it's in the middle of nowhere it's just weird it is very weirdly in the middle of nowhere yeah. um so but like yeah they run into each other and i think that this part was like a nice like moment between them you know like 
you know, hugging, reconnecting mother daughter mm-hmm. um, series. Like when we got to find Geralt and he, she, Jennifer's like, no, he always finds us. And I was like, that, this <laughs> okay. is cute. Sure. Okay. Yeah. He does though. I he know. straight up does. Right. Though. Right. Um, so back to the action. Um, I guess goodbye, Phil Avenger. Yeah. Dude, dude just gets <laughs> like, he just turns into jelly. <laughs> like, just dude, she comes jelly it's another one of those and, scenes that we talked about last week where like i mean uh, yeah they popped him but the amount of viscera that just comes out was so crazy <laughs> it's it like was he was just ridiculous. a bag of blood yeah yeah it was so wild and uh it ends yeah, up all so over like, all over uh francisca's face and yeah, like francesca francesca like covered francesca's in her husband um Ugh. and like artorius tries to take the advantage of like her shock to like finish her but fringilla who apparently became a part of this troop with the scoyatel at some point right um right. without francesca knowing by the way francesca had no idea that she was here because yeah. later she's like gonna see her but super so, like, weird because it feels like there's a total of maybe 30 or 40 people in the group so like how did you not notice like, how do you make this happen yeah it was weird <laughs> yeah um so but Frangilla like telekinesis is a dagger into her uncle. This is her uncle. She kills mm-hmm. him. He's mm-hmm. dead. Um, and he's had some, I guess that plays out in a way where like he's had some good moments where he seems to have stood up, even though he's been kind of a pain in the past, he stands with the good mages at the right times. So he's kind of had that little bit mm-hmm. of a redemption thing going on. And then we have the whole like, okay, well this is how petty or uh, yeah. what a vengeful she is that she decides to kill him so yeah which yeah. is like i guess it's like as a revenge thing it's like it's kind of merited he did like send her off to like Nilfgaard, which is a terrible place for mages because they make them do like you know really dangerous dark magic um so yeah. Yeah. um but hmm. yeah and then what specifically the uh francesca enters her carry era um like the movie carrie yeah, right <laughs> she's right. just covered she's covered in blood she's and she's just like oh. stuff. And they make her do like things creepily like she shuts all the doors by like looking at them or whatever <laughs> right. and then she looks right. up like it's like the freaky like twitchy looks to the doors they all close yeah. like freaky stuff she looks up and like the ring of fire from like that fire chandelier is like in her eye specifically not centered which i was kind of annoyed with but whatever uh-huh. like it's like kind uh-huh. of like it's like below the pupil i didn't like it i was like you could have put this perfectly in her pupil but i guess not yeah um and it comes crashing down and everything turns into like apocalypse scenario at right this right point. it's all on fire and everything's even crazier yeah yeah, yeah. um cut back to the middle of nowhere with yennefer and siri and Ryans, who shows up to like get her, um, Siri like engages on him, has like some really cool like sword blade thing. Like she like specifically there's a part where she like flips the sword. I was like, that looks hard as fuck. Like that looks really yeah. hard to do. Yeah. Um yeah, which it, I thought was it cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and then he's just like, No, no, we're not gonna do this. Ring of fire, <laughs> like around her, stop this. Um and Yennefer like eats the sword over there to Geralt who perfectly emerges from behind (laughs) to uh to just decapitate him yeah it was uh the coordination was cool between everything but it felt a little anticlimactic in that like okay now he's just dead 
like yeah like i thought it was a cool sequence but it's also like ryan's dead right in like a, like in the books he's not supposed to be dead so like right and you also don't get any like monologue or anything right at the end like is the girl could have stabbed him through the chest and then like leaned around and looked at him in the face and he could have said like had some like final something like i was all worth it all the you know uh, he got his monologue of like i no one controls my strings or whatever the heck it is right um right so but But like i'm kind of okay with that whenever you have a villain that's just like not like there's nothing like real redeemable about it Mm -hmm. like i see this a lot like with with um with like demon slayer the anime demon slayer where like some of the demons like had really poor circumstances that brought them into the situation. Like the reason they became demons, like was because of really like horrible shit that happened. Yeah. Um, and then there's some that just have no, like, and they have remorse about it. Like you get like the crazy, like the flashback after they're dead of like the situation that got him them here and like why it's so terrible. And it's like, yeah, that really sucks. And I feel for this demon. And then there's some that deserve no remorse and like you don't get it like and that's ryan's uh, and they just straight up kill them and it's yeah. like this is good um and granted they only really get the flashbacks whenever they're killed by the main character otherwise you really don't <laughs> but it's like i didn't want to see this character's remorseful backstory and you didn't show it to me and i'm happy about it and yeah. so i'm yeah. like i'm happy you don't get a monologue sure because- yeah, it makes sense it makes sense I, if anything it would have been like maybe there was more information they could have gotten out of him but at that point, I guess maybe they didn't need it. So I mean, they didn't need it. They knew that Vilgefortz yeah. was the one pulling the strings. Right. And so like, yeah. But he uh, he you've got other questions. Like, what else is there going on out there? Like, what else do we not know about? But he probably wouldn't answer it's the fine. questions. Vilgefortz anyway. is going to tell Geralt all of those answers <laughs> later. That's true. That's <laughs> it's true. all good. That's true. Um, so yeah, he did. We cut back to the fight. Everything's burning. People are dying. Mm-hmm. Here's fighting some like random mage sword wielder dudes, which we see like a good chunk of like in this and it's like this is seems very unimportant also he's supposed to be like an incredible like swordsman and these guys are kicking his ass for the most part like yeah Yeah. all right all right um yeah we get more combat sequences istrid and marty 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 shows up out of nowhere who the heck is marty so yeah (laughs) but they just run through these guys through this hallway um which it seems like that's like a thing that's kind of coming about a lot in like like modern stuff it's like don't fight certain characters in hallways don't fight darth vader in a hallway don't fight luke skywalker in a hallway <laughs> right, apparently right. don't fight darth maul in a hallway fact for the clone wars yeah and now it's like don't fight istrid in a hallway <laughs> um so i just thought it was funny um that it was specifically a hallway um and then we get uh frangilla's rousing speech which i didn't care about <laughs> i'm gonna be straight honest i didn't care about it all but apparently it's what francesca needed to hear yeah whatever yeah um eh. but yeah and you specifically asked the question who is marty because we see her like join up with tris and istrid here and they like come across like an arcanely locked door and they just rip that shit open in like a badass manner mm-hmm. and it's like yeah she just showed up out of nowhere who is she what <laughs> importance does she have right. for the show i'm pretty sure she's not gonna have any they just decided to bring her in this part um and there she is but specifically she has a little bit of information on her 
um, that I figured why not talk about because I don't think we're ever going to see this character again and there's not enough to do an episode on her in the first place. Um, so yeah, so Marty is a sorceress um, in The Witcher, specifically known for her healing. Apparently she's like a primarily a healer and is very talented at it and is also very talented at seduction and the things associated with it so much so that she created aphrodisiacs Mm. in this Mm. universe i thought that was funny Mm. but yeah so she's at the thanad coup um with everyone else and i should say her actual name marty sodagrin um is her name um she is here with everyone else and actually i don't think or she doesn't actually in the show talk to Geralt at all, but specifically um, she does come up to Geralt and Yennefer during the banquet before that we had. And then after the coup uh, or on the coup, she tries to save Hin Gidimdith, which I think is the old wizard. I think it's not the same. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, The old guy. But I think that it's the same. It's going to be, that's the same guy that they're when his heart gave out and we see him later in the episode having a heart attack (laughs) right in the middle of the battle. Yeah. 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 Terrible time to have a heart attack. Um, And then later on, she specifically uh, goes to talk to Geralt to give him the shortest route to Garstang, which I don't think is going to come up in the show either. Um, And, basically tells um she talks to Geralt a few times to help him with things uh she fixes um someone's broken lung um and she's kind of just funny because she's supposed to be just like a primary seductress in this um and I'm wondering because there's a later battle the battle of Brenna that she's supposed to come back as later as well so maybe this is like a a glimpse of a character before we see more of her later maybe i'm trying to see what they're gonna do with her i think they just had like a named sorceress who i'm pretty sure is uh i can't remember i think she joins the sisterhood or the lodge because i mean she's a female wizard or female mage so i i don't know but maybe we'll bring her back later but it's just weird that she showed up out of nowhere (laughs) did a bunch of badass shit (laughs) um and maybe might show up later um yeah well i guess we'll have to wait and see but yeah it's kind of out of nowhere i just thought it was cool like she just shows up starts whooping ass and i'm like well all right okay cool what's up marty i guess (laughs) yep yep so there you go a little little uh mini mini episode about a character who barely shows up in the books uh Mm -hmm. but now is in the in the she shows up here in the books yeah, yeah, a little bit later. And a little bit later. That's about it. Um, all right. Well, we've got more to talk about with this battle and everything else that happens in the rest of the episode. But first, we have to go thank our patrons. So we will be right back. Very well. Let us get this over with. Something has infested my vineyard. Mm-hmm. Great. Let me go prepare my something oil then. All right. Now it's time to thank our patrons we couldn't do the show without you so thank you for all of your support and big shout outs to our higher vampires ben of tamiria and jared m thank you for your support and to all the rest of our patrons thank you so very much if you are interested in supporting the show if you're interested in getting t-shirts and stickers ad free episodes whatever other stuff we have on there then go to patreon.com slash witcher lorecast in order to check everything out 
Also, if you'd like to help us out in other ways, one way to do that is to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, if you have an Apple account, you can still leave a review. And that would be super helpful to us. Plus, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show so you can get your words on the show. Uh, But thank you to everybody for your support. And let's get back to the rest of the episode. You smell of death and destiny, heroics and heartbreak. It's on you now. Right, yeah. All right, Toasty. So now we we're back to the battle, and to say is having a tough time of it. Yeah, yeah, she's having a tough time. She's kind of like disassociating from the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, things are not going great. I really, I don't know. Like at this state, I wouldn't really say anyone's winning at all. Like it, right. But she seems like everything's pretty evenly matched. So yeah, but she like she just had the one of the people that she trusted the most in the world, who she was in love with, found out that he was betraying her and doing terrible stuff. Now her home is under siege, and everything that she's worked for is potentially going to be ruined. Like there's a lot of like emotional turmoil going on inside of her. So yeah, this uh, kind of comes to a head in the in the battle yeah. scene here. Yeah. So um, but like. Yeah, we can't tell really who's winning. Um, she's like leaves the fight. Um, yeah, she kind of wanders like, off. Yeah, um, we get um, Kira and Sabrina and a collection of other mages who aren't important. Um, basically, like you know, come up and say like we thought we were doing the right thing, but we're gonna fight for our home uh, or whatever, and they like switch sides back to the mage's side i guess um rip off their armbands um though i will say that sabrina took longer to take hers off like kira <laughs> like kira yeah. and the rest of them rip off their armband as they're saying they're gonna fight for their home and then sabrina like does it after the speech yeah and it's like yeah. okay is this significant of like her loyalty still being questionable or is she just that dumb of a person that like she didn't realize that she's like, oh wait, I should probably do this too. Like who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that there's a strong way to interpret that one way or the other. Yeah. Um, and like in the same spot, like cause Istrid is basically trying to like to, to kind of rally, um, to say a back into things or whatever, but to say is just kind of like, she's super out of it. Um, and then yeah, we get a moment with Tris and Istrid. That's like <laughs> Tristrid. <laughs> yeah. You have that in here in the notes. Yeah. Because I mean, it works. That's a really good, like that's their names go together. Well it works really me. well. Yeah. But so. also like, like he like puts his forehead to hers and says like, he can't lose her. And I'm like, yeah, are they shipping her? Is this going to be they, a thing? Are they shipping them? As Maybe. A, is this a thing they're doing? Maybe. I mean, he's one of the few guys in the show, although he's kind of a big dork at times. Like, he's a good guy. Like, for the most part. Like, if you're going to pair Tris, who we like, up with any of the guys, who else is there? <laughs> yeah, and I can't, bl- I can't blame her if she does. Like, you know, like, he's a he's super attractive dude as well. Um but so like it leaves me wondering because like they don't kiss or anything so it's not like anything concrete but yeah. it's kind of like a 
It may be a Maybe. mutual respect thing. I mean, sometimes when you when you're with I mean, sometimes you develop a relationship that's more like siblings because you've been around each yeah. other and you've got a lot of respect for each other and those kinds of things. And that can be that kind of thing, too. You can see a little bit of that same kind of emotion in in one or the other. So I don't know. I, mean, well, I guess we'll have to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, so to say it makes her way up to like her balcony and starts to conjure uh Alzor's thunder uh which Yennefer out in the middle of fucking nowhere with the rest of with with Siri and Geralt uh noticed notes this and you know says like oh shit that's what she's doing um and Siri says a spell of a last resort which makes me believe that that's like like a like I can do the spell but I die in the process kind of thing or it's so dangerous that if you don't do it perfectly maybe it backfires like you don't Maybe? ever try it unless you're in dire need to do so. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's the thing, um, which like we specifically see her casting it. She doesn't actually do like any like incantations for it or whatever, um, which does like detach it a little bit. What makes me wonder what the last resort part of it is, um, because specifically it is a it is a uh, spell in um, the Witcher universe uh, that specifically made by the the wizard alzor um and it is a complicated magic spell which produces a bolt of lightning that can kill its target so it seems like it's supposed to be like a smaller scale thing but she's kind of doing it like a huge scale um and yennefer comments at one point that only someone with superior diction and oratory skills of alzor could even attempt it which makes me wonder if like just the incantation of it is so like precise yeah that and that's the reason for it right and dangerous which, if you fail it like you mispronounce yeah. a word and all of a sudden you get hit yeah. by lightning or something but because in the show no words are spoken at all now it like changes like what i guess what the cost of it is sure um and we'll know. see that there's a bit of a cost later though it doesn't seem like it's that extreme but i don't know it's Maybe free, that's me. free hair dye yeah yeah uh so Yennefer basically like has to split because she needs to go save her mom to say mm -hmm. um but siri needs to get the hell out of here because she's in the middle of like ground zero for everyone that wants her the elves want her the nilf guardians want her vilgefortz wants everyone wants her so she needs to leave um and we do like i do think um this here was like my favorite part of the season this like splitting moment because of how like like i guess the it was the peak of like the siri yennefer relationship and i thought it was like incredibly sweet the like i love you my daughter calling her her daughter i was like i mm -hmm. love this this is great <laughs> yeah yeah it, it follows that they've been building to a moment like this so mm -hmm. yeah so um which you know for i guess that maybe does say something like even though i enjoyed the season uh, still like this is the favorite moment so it shows you the standard that we're seeing in the season i guess <laughs> um or maybe i'm just a sap that's probably the case well i, I mentioned this when we started going through this season that like part of my dilemma is i just like the characters so much so that when they have mm -hmm. good character moments i'm like even though that last scene i watched was super dumb uh, I can't not like the characters. Oh, this is great. You know, like there yeah. I'm, I'm split between like bad storytelling or weird moments that don't really make sense. 
versus like just seeing the characters that I like, you know, and it's, it's kind of a balanced thing. Yeah, it's okay though. We're going to get weird moments later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> right, um, right. So, yeah. So, Fringilla and Kahir see each other for the first time since like the end of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, Fringilla basically tells Kahir that he needs to like, like, it's crazy the things that you can accomplish when you start to think for yourself. Basically telling him, like, hey, you need to think for yourself and stop being the Emperor's lapdog. Yeah. Um, which yeah. we know is going to start like spiraling his character arc to the points that it's supposed to go to rather than being the emperor's lapdog anymore um to say it lets off the spell and just starts incinerating people with these massive lightning bolts um which i thought that like the presentation of the spell was pretty cool like she's mm-hmm. using like the uh torlara as like a conduit so like the the lightning comes through from the sky conduits through Torlara the tower into, yeah yeah the yeah. tower of the gull mm-hmm. uh into uh into like Aratuza and even conduits through these like two points on her balcony uh and then starts like funneling into her and then into the people like yeah. the the mini conduits here I thought was pretty cool and like I can honestly believe because of the character that Taseya is honestly believe that she thought she might have to use this spell one day and specifically design the structure for it yeah yeah uh, i can be- see that uh because she's an incredibly intelligent character she would because those like i said those two there's those two focal points on her balcony yeah which maybe she just uses it as conduits for spells in general like amplifying it right which makes sense yeah. but like it seemed like specifically made for this mm-hmm. um uh or istrid of course we know istrid he's going after the book of monoliths that's all he cares about is the monoliths uh he gets the book out of like i think uh to say his room i think is because i think she took it yeah yeah Um, it's it's like a mix of their stuff i think yeah and then vilgefortz is there behind him and then yeets him away we're not going to see istrid for the rest of the season (laughs) where the hell did he go i I don't know i don't know i imagine they'll bring him back for next season but he's, he's lost in a desert crazy. somewhere maybe maybe <laughs> it would make sense but he's just gone <laughs> we get a whole history like, in the desert episode oh god that would be oh, wild no. and amazing <laughs> that would be great I'm, I'm all for it um we get our todd who served no other purpose we have not seen him at all except during the banquet when he made the i'm so drunk i'm making an embarrassment of myself distraction for yennefer mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. That's that's all he did. And now all of a sudden he's like this menacing dude who wants to kill Dijkstra very badly um, and decides to make jokes about it. This was weird. This is a weird moment for yeah. me. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of this moment either. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. He gets owled in the face. Yeah. Violently. Yeah. yeah. Um, by Philippa, uh, which. Damn. <laughs> like i know that she's like kind of bloodthirsty but like for an owl to do the damage that we're presuming is happening for the f- blood flying <laughs> right, and like her hand right. being coated in it when she turns back into right her like human form which also like wouldn't it be on her feet because they're like her yeah her the wings would be like the hands talent, the feet would yeah. be the talents yeah they're that like is a little weird hand, you right know, but like right you know We'll not think about it. And she's not um, particularly uh, careful with Dijkstra when she helps him up. 
<laughs> even though he's yeah, got a broken he, arm and a leg. fine because he likes pain. Right, um, right. And I was like, we, oh. They had to remind oh, us about that one. Yeah. Uh, oh, have to do that. <laughs> um, and now we get uh, Geralt and Siri trying to get down to like the beach. Um, and we get the Siri Kahir confrontation um, where she's like wailing on him violently. He throws down his sword because he doesn't want to fight because he's. Uh, he's now thinking for himself. He's a changed it's, man. That is a quick turn. Yeah, this is one of those moments I was like, well, ah, it's a really fast turn. And on top of that, he, he's felt guilty about this all this time. We know that he's been having like those like troubling dreams. Like we, you can see that like the seeds of him feeling guilty. And I think he started to feel really guilty after like the emperor made him kill um, the guy, the unimportant guy, Robbie Amell's character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, made him elf. kill that guy yeah. and he felt really bad about it right um okay so like, i mean maybe maybe they've been building to it and i just haven't, haven't really made, paid attention I don't think to they it made a good enough point to like point out that he's been feeling guilty about it but like the, yeah. the clues are there right it's just like it doesn't like it doesn't come off as quickly because like he's literally doing the emperor's like wishes right like a second before this yeah um but yeah he feels guilty he wants to repent he wants her to kill him he wants to be he wants the last face he sees to be Ceres, right. the lion cub of Sintra's, yeah. the princess. It comes off so creepy. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. And it's, like yeah. in the books, mm. he does like change to like wanna do things for like good things on Ceres' behalf because he's in love with her. And I was i guess i was just really hoping that they weren't gonna do that but it looks like they are gonna do that and he's like he's like a grown-ass man in love with a she's like in the book she's like, younger than she is here but in the yeah, show like, she's I think still she's like for her age that she's supposed to be i think she's supposed to it's 14 or 16 and it's still gross <laughs> like, yeah yeah i think in the show they're they're pushing her closer to older teen but still, you're still a child then. Come on. It's yeah, it's yeah. it's weird. Um, yeah. So it feels weird. But like the tell like show up some more or the Redanians. I can't remember. I wasn't paying close enough attention to who rides up. Um, and he basically tells them to get out of here and he'll like hold them off. Um, right. And like, that's the last we're going to see of him this season, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. So and then we get whatever. the the Stregobor moment, your favorite moment for good oh, old Stregobor. Yeah, they they <laughs> like it feels like a fucking like redemption moment, and I hate it. Right, but it's because, okay because like the things he's saying are really fucked up and racist. Right, it's like it's like his racism finally becomes useful. Yeah, but, that's exactly what it is. But it's not. That's not good. <laughs> like, that's just yeah. like he he helps the characters that we care about get away by finally getting to be his true racist self and that's just yeah. not satisfying yeah. that's I just not great you like to read what i write on the paper you want to read what i wrote specifically? <laughs> yeah yeah so someone give stregobor an armband please time to unleash maximum racism yeah this dude's like hey look there's oh. a bunch of elves oh. i can purge them with fire oh god yeah <laughs> he's he's unleashing his full like nazi here it's like it's it's ridiculous yeah. by it cooking lets, by cooking them yeah he get yeah he like explodes into fire right and even says some shit like falca will be waiting for you 
um as i know falca's rebellion um yeah which we'll get to talk a bit more about that next episode right um but yeah so it's it's whatever but it lets the rest of the mages get away it's I yeah guess. it is it's i mean it makes sense for who the character is but it doesn't feel great <laughs> yeah um, um but then we get back to Geralt. yeah Geralt is here they find a bullet and then um Geralt's medallion starts going off which signals him that like magic danger is nearby and so he's like okay siri you gotta go mm-hmm. um Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, we're going to get separated again. And then he says, like, never lost, always found, which I thought was stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it plays out a little bit later, too. But Which it, uh, it kind of it's fine. It makes sense to Geralt, the dude who doesn't actually know how to, like, say comforting things. <laughs> right. It's fine. It mm-hmm. seems like a Geralt line. It's a dumb line for dialogue. But it's understandable for Geralt to say this because he's not exactly a personable person. So I'll take it, I guess. But it was just weird. It was like, what? Okay, cool. Um, And then uh, she runs off towards Torlara, the Tower of the Gull. And we get the trailer shot of Geralt like pulling his sword out of the his you know his back sheath, the glimmering like green gem on the handle. Um, And we find out who he's going up against is Vilgefortz. Which, you know, I knew that this was happening. I knew this specifically, this scene was what that was going to be pointing towards. Um, And we get the fight between Geralt's and Vilgefortz. Um, And like the fighting part is pretty good. The choreography is cool. The choreography is good. Except for a couple moments which are weird, like the time he like, when Vilgefortz like bamps the staff from like right hand, left hand, right hand, left, like that weird part. It teleports the staff between his hands. Yeah, that it's, I don't know, it it worked. They do it enough so you start to catch on like, okay, he's just, he's able to block everything. When I first saw this scene, I thought thought this fight was really dumb. Like I thought the whole staff thing or whatever, like like I knew that the staff was part of, I thought like the teleporting thing or whatever i thought that was real like dumb gimmicky but like this time around as i was like paying attention to it it was like actually you know this actually like requires quite a bit of coordination and shows like how formidable of like a combatant vilgefortz is right even is though kind of like- we saw him get his butt kicked <clears throat> in season one by kahir right yeah so, so that, that still feels a little weird to be like okay well how did he how did he reach power level you know, 10,000 or whatever. I mean, he's been training it in secret. That makes like sense because like, I think it's been a significant amount of time since that yeah. fight. Yeah. I don't know how many, but it's been years. It's definitely been years mm-hmm. since that fight. So like he's had time to like practice train or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like the fighting's good. The choreography is good. Okay. So what about the dialogue? Dialogue is fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I specifically the one line that I have here or whatever, and like I wrote it in the same manner, like you know, like the internet uh-huh. memes or whatever. When like you get like a real like dumb like like idiot on the internet, and like people make fun of it by putting like the capital and lowercase letter- letters like alternating or whatever. Yep. I yep. wrote you like my staff <laughs> specifically in that way because that's the dumbest line of the season. Yes. Yes, that was pretty dumb. The fight is pretty cool. Uh, Geralt gets beat down, which there's still something about that that doesn't feel right. Like, I feel like they could have 
had Geralt do more and maybe get a hit in, you know, or maybe like, you know, I don't know, drink a potion down real quick because he felt like, okay, crap, this is going, this is going wrong. I need to buff myself or something like he he kind of just kept going he at him. He doesn't have his stuff with him, so I don't like... Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't think yeah. he was at, at any preparation point where he was like, I need to prepare potions to right, like, right. for and, this situation. And Vilgefort's like turns his his uh, his sign usage back on him, which is cool. Um, yeah, he can like reverse the sign usage. He's also like using like spell, like actual spells with it as yeah. well. You know what What might have actually saved this for me to, and, and put it in the, okay, I, I feel I feel better about it category is if Vilgefortz had said something like, I knew one of these days I'd be coming up against a witcher. I've been preparing for this, you know, like something like that just makes me yeah. go like, oh, he he studied the witchers. He knows what signs they use. So he knows how to cancel them. He understands Which, how they move. Grant, and he so. doesn't say that. But to be fair, if he specifically like knew the information of like, you know, he's trying to get after Siri and he knows right. the series under Geralt's protection. Right. So I've been he training could have yeah. been training specifically right. to fight Geralt. Right. I just, just wish he would have said it. Like I knew yeah. someday you would get get in between me and and, and Siri. So I've been yeah. I've been preparing for this moment. And then that that makes you go, oh crap. Like, okay. Like he's not just working at being a better fighter. He's working at fighting witchers. That's mm-hmm. a different thing. Yeah, that's that's fair. And it definitely I think unless you like yeah, put the pieces together that way, like it would come off as like when he's like it's weird that he's this good. Um yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, so but like I I'm more okay with it because specifically he does get his ass beat in the books too. <laughs> like he, yeah, yeah. I mean it yeah, it so, kinda it has to come it has to go this way. I just I think they mm-hmm. probably could have I don't know made let it us, be more believable. Made it a little bit more obvious as to why. Because um, Geralt's but, also like bodied every other person he's come across, like, right? Like Geralt, all the witches that died to all those basilisks, and he just easily like yeah. kills it in a few seconds. So yeah, yeah, he takes fair. on everything. We haven't seen him really struggle in a fight yet. Um, yeah. So, yeah. but he gets beat. Yeah, he gets his ass beat. Like I think Vilgefort's like breaks his spine. Yeah, it, it, we get almost like a Dark Knight moment. <laughs> that plays yeah. out in the rest of the episodes where it seems like his back is broken it's somehow he has to get over that you know it's like hmm. yeah he definitely like has like gotten some broken ribs or something he's like it's mm-hmm. i think his i think he broke his spine which like normally like regular people don't come back from that but because he's a witcher and has like advanced healing that like right. he can actually like recover from this it's right. just, this is something that's going to take time but when normally it still raises the question of does. like why not just kill him like if you know you won and you know you need him not to come back and be a nuisance anymore, then you're the bad guy. Just freaking kill the dude, you know. Like, just stick your he staff didn't through his study head. Study witchers enough, I guess. But like, you had he, he, he had him down them in the sense of fighting, but not in the sense of like the things that they can do or whatever. But like, you know, he's not dead. You know, maybe he's incapacitated, but you don't. You know, he's not dead. Dead. So like, finish him off. Like. I don't, I don't know. know. Just like maybe John Wick shoots a dude in the leg and then shoots him in the head because he yeah. needs to make sure the dude's dead, you know, not just bleeding out on the floor. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, so they get into the tower, right? He follows Siri into the, the tower. tower. Vilgefortz is like doing like the the like sinister evil, like walk up behind her kind of thing or right. whatever. Right. Like the slow chase. Um, and Siri like goes in and like there's like the tower's like whispering to her like showing her like these runes and stuff um and 
like she activates it somehow you know with her like elder blood or whatever mm -hmm. um it's not really like a clear like oh this is what she's doing like she's just interacting with it and it activates it um and uh, they cause a big galaga explosion <laughs> galaga explosion <laughs> so it explodes right there's a specific part and it has detached me from this every single time because when she it, like interacts the explosion happens and you hear like a digital sound effect mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. dee -dee -dee -dee, mm -hmm. like in the middle of the explosion it sounds like when you're shooting the gun in galaga right. or something like that right it sounds like what you would put on like an 80s like retro sci-fi thing yeah like the sound effect for the laser guns and i'm like yeah, that's a, little, that's a little weird. That is that is a little. It was weird. so weird to like yeah. hear that in the middle of everything. Everything else is fine about the, but just that part is like, huh? Yeah, I mean, this whole scene is a little bit like, okay, what's really happening here? What? And then, the big explosion, yeah. right? And apparently, the explosion is so. I'm not sure if the explosion is so big or what. If, if like maybe Vilgefortz actually did this, or something. I can't remember, but like. I, I think it's the explosion that knocks Geralt into the water, which it didn't yeah. seem like it was that close to the explosion. Yeah, uh, yeah. The distances of the outdoor areas is a, a little bit inconsistent. Like he's on the beach, yeah. obviously, it's so he's weird. still fairly close. But like Torlara is very tall. Yeah, and yeah. he's on like the bot. Like I have to mm -hmm. imagine there's like stories between them. I don't think the concussive wave and like. I mean, unless it was just that big of an explosion, but it didn't. To somebody who's already laying down on the on the ground, like, yeah, it would take a lot to move like, him. But it knocks yeah. him into the water. But luckily, Triss saves him. Uh, I guess she she conveniently is in the right spot to see him in the water sinking. Yeah. It, it feels like a dramatic moment that wasn't needed, but OK. All right. Yeah. Um, so yeah and then we like kind of cut to like the final things of like you know the last little like dramatic shots that we're seeing of everyone reacting to things as that like to the explosion as it's happening um francesca you're right there on the beach please go take a dip and clean yourself just, off like that like that it also hit me as well like if you have all that grime on your face you're at least going to like wipe your eyes so it like even if there was still grime on like her forehead or maybe parts of her cheeks or her neck or something like there would have been moments where she was like pushing it off her face because it drips in your eyes right mm -hmm. like i mean heck you go outside for a jog and you get sweaty you wipe the sweat off your face right like mm -hmm. that's just normal but she's still just walking around completely drenched in like jelly <laughs> like, what you, yeah what? like it, like you said, that last part, she's like right there in the cove, like like ten feet away from the water. Like you, you just at least go take a dip, please. Wash your face at least, like something. Please yeah. clean yourself off because yeah. I can't. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah, the tower of the goal collapses to reveal a. It it's not like super clear because it's really far away. We only see it from far away. But what I believe to be a monolith, right? Which, which plays into why Siri was able to do a thing in the tower and what was calling yeah, out to her yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. Um, all right. So <laughs> that was episode episode six, and I mean clearly, uh, we uh, there are some issues with it. Obviously, there's still some issues with this season. I my, in my estimate, the next two episodes just get worse from here. Like the height of the season was episode five 
and then it's just like it's just not as good from this moment on but toasty i'm i'm interested to see what your thoughts are in the next two episodes so mm-hmm. yeah we'll discuss and, that in the future and yeah. um what, what are your final thoughts on this one it was just weirdly placed like it's a weirdly placed thing because it's like it's quote our like hiatus premiere like uh, it's not the season premiere but it's the first one we get for part two right and it feels like a finale like it's straight up everything yeah. ends in the same like like structure as like any like tv dramatic finale with all these cliffhangers like siri explodes the tower what happened to her what happened to vilgefortz what's going to happen to Geralt? his spine's broken what's going to happen to like everyone's seeing these things what's going to happen seems like the question right and Which then the next weird. two the next two episodes feel like because we're gonna get the answers. Well, we're gonna do a little bit of this, and then we'll have a little bit of this, and then oh, there's a, everybody's worried about where Siri is, but nobody's really looking anywhere. They just keep on having meetings. <laughs> like what? <laughs> I don't know. We'll talk about that when we get there. But um, yeah, that's that's our summary for for episode six. Toasty, you have anything else we want to share before we head out? Uh, yeah. Um. I do the cyberpunk lore cast, um, as well as the cyberpunk red live play podcast, cyberpunk, cyberpunk apostrophe D, um, with the fumbling for an almighty crit gang. Both of those are, uh, I mean, I'm sure that we're uh, going to start seeing some interesting things coming up with the cyberpunk because now with the release of danger gal, we got more, even more info there. And we're going to talk about that, of course, with, uh, on the cyberpunk lore cast uh, yeah and the new dlc for the game for it so yeah and then new, the new dlc new for stuff. the game we're gonna have a lot going on over there so yeah awesome stuff yeah i'm looking forward to that we're between baldur's gate starfield and the big update for cyberpunk within like just two months we're gonna have like a ton of stuff to play I feel like i don't into, have enough time yeah for all of this yeah if you're into rpg stuff this is like this is awesome so uh yeah go check that stuff out all the links that you need are at robotsradio.net. So that includes my shows as well and lots of other shows from other hosts. So if you're looking for more more podcasts, go check that out. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. And uh, we'll try to get through. Do you think we can knock out two the last two episodes? Because Desert episode just kind of drags. Like, I bet we can get through that pretty quick. Probably. Yeah. So maybe we'll do the next two episodes on the next episode. And then we'll get back to yeah. other Witcher lore stuff. So stay tuned for that. And until then... Stay safe on the path. See you all later. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Witcher Lorecast. We'd love to hear about your experiences with the games and the books and the TV series and all your thoughts on everything. Please check out the Robots Radio Discord and follow us on Twitter at Witcher Lorecast. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.